0: Welcome to an inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire, and empower you. Today, I wanna share a message with you that I literally wrote one year ago today. In my devotions on the 3rd of May, 2019, God gave me this message, and I honestly thought I might never have a platform from which to share this message, and I just kept saying, no, not right message, not right message. And suddenly, in the middle of this COVID crisis, it feels to me like it might be the perfect message for you, and for me in the middle of the season. So let's dive into it. We've got a lot to cover. Jeremiah chapter 29, beginning in verse 1 is going to be our passage. And this is what it says. Jeremiah wrote a letter from Jerusalem to the elders, priests, prophets, and all the people who have been exiled to Babylon, by King Nebuchadnezzar in verse four. This is what Jeremiah's letter said. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build houses and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so you can have many grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Don't listen to your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon. They're trying to trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are telling you lies in my name and I have not sent them. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I promised and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days, you will pray and I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me and I will be found by you. I will end your captivity. I will restore your fortunes. I will gather you from the nations where I sent you and I will bring you home again to your own land. So Jeremiah is writing a letter here to all of the Israelites that have been sent into exile in Babylon. For context, Israel have been conquered by Babylon by a king called Nebuchadnezzar. He's taken the vast majority of the population in exile to Babylon. And suddenly these Israelite people that have been living in their own homes, enjoying their own culture, eating their own food, in their own rhythm of life, have been transported into a whole new place, a new culture, a new language, a new rhythm, a new way of living, and they are completely overwhelmed by it. They don't know what to do. They don't know what this means for them. They don't know how long this is going to last. They are in a season of complete upheaval, turmoil, and confusion in their lives. And at some level, I think all of us can relate to a season of upheaval, turmoil, and confusion about how long this thing is going to go on for and what it means for us in our lives. In the face of COVID, it feels like everything in our lives has been flipped upside down. We don't know what the future's going to hold. We had investments that we'd invested in and now we're not sure whether they're going to bear the harvest that we thought they were. We had a pattern of life and we don't know when it's going to get returned to normal again. When will we see our friends, our neighbours, be able to eat at a restaurant, go to a shopping mall, enjoy a movie? We don't know. Everything in our lives has been turned upside down. The season of our lives has changed overnight. And in a far, far more significant way than we're facing turmoil and COVID, that is what Israel faced in their lives. They had a sudden and radical change of season. And in the middle of all that comes a letter from a prophet. It's a word straight from God. So I wonder what God's going to say when He's speaking to people in the middle of this difficult season of their lives. Is He going to say, and I think we would expect Him to say, everything's going to be all right. I'm on your side. This is going to be over quickly. Don't worry, God's got your back. Good things are still ahead. Healing's on the horizon. Your deliverance comes with the dawn of a new day. But what got me when I read this passage of Scripture one year ago, what stood out for me is a little phrase in verse 10 that sounds so counter to what we would expect God to say, what we're predicting that God would say. But I want you to know that it was exactly what Israel needed to hear. In verse 10, God said to them, you will be in Babylon for 70 years. You're going to be here for 70 years. It got me because God goes to great lengths to get them this message. The prophet had to write a letter. The letter had to go from one nation to another nation by hand, by courier. But God got them this message to let them know the season is going to be longer than you want. God in His kindness brought them a message that what you're in right now is not gonna be resolved quickly. It's not gonna come with sudden deliverance in the morning. You need to know that you're in a new season now and that season is gonna be longer than you want. It doesn't sound like it's a word that anyone would wanna hear. It doesn't even sound like it's a word that's got faith in it. But we know that it came from God and so therefore by very definition, It is a word with faith and it allows us to have a little insight into one unique question that maybe we've never looked at before. And here's the question. What do you do when the season in your life is longer than you want? What do you do when you're facing things in your life that you really wish you weren't facing? I mean, note that in this passage of Scripture, God never said once, give up on your dreams, doubt my ability, uh, abandon yourself to the loss. God never said that. But God was bringing them into the moment that they're in. God was letting them know with clarity. You're in a new season now. That season is not the season that you were in. And this season could be longer than you want it to be. And if life teaches us anything about seasons, it teaches us that some of the seasons we find ourselves in honestly are longer than we expected them to be. I mean, I remember when I first married Jillian, we thought we're going to own our own home. In fact, I said to Jillian's dad one day, we're going to rent a house for one year and then after that, we're going to buy our own home. And eight years later, we bought our first home. That season was longer longer than I wanted it to be. When you're dealing with debt, you can so quickly find yourself in a place in your life, and so many do, where the debt mountain is getting bigger and bigger, and we decide that we're gonna tackle it. But the truth is, it's a season that often is longer than you want. When in your life, you're working through rebuilding trust and relationships. I mean, maybe in your marriage or in your relationships, you've sown some bad seeds, and there's now distrust, resentment, and people waiting for you to lose it. And you can come to a place in your life of radical repentance, of real turnaround, and you can even be a different person. But rebuilding that trust, we think the moment we've decided to change and people are gonna accept that change is gonna be maybe a week, but it can be years. It's a season where people are learning to trust you again. And the season is always longer than we want. And if we're going to find ourselves in seasons like that, then we're going to have to learn the fact about life, that life does work in seasons. In fact, let me draw it for you. Life works in seasons. And specifically in our lives, there are always three seasons. There's the season that we were in, there's the season that we're now in, and there's the season that we will be in. It's not that deep but it's true. Three seasons. I have the season of my life that I was in. I have the season of my life that I'm now in. And I have the season of my life that I will be in. Three seasons. But the truth is about our lives that sometimes we can be in a season and enjoying a time in our lives where everything is looking good, where we're enjoying the season. And then without our consent, without any expression of desire, suddenly circumstances change, environments shift, COVID happens. Sometimes the Lord decrees it over us. He wants to get us ready for bigger things. And we find ourselves no longer in the season that we were in, but in a season that we're now in. We're in a new place. We're in a different season. Sometimes this can happen to us so quickly that it feels like we just got jerked into a new season, dragged into a new season, that we, we woke up and everything was different. And it's easy when this happens to us violently or quickly. I mean, we're in the, one of the fastest changes of seasons in modern human history right now. And when, when we were in a season where maybe we were enjoying life and things were good and suddenly we're in a new season and it's not the season that we wanted to be in, where this was more certain, this was more relaxed, this was more assured, this was more uh, easy, peaceful, optimistic. And now, now like Israel, we're in a season where we didn't intend to go to Babylon. We were happy living in Israel. Now we're in Babylon. We We were in a place in our lives where we thought everything was good and now it's all uncertain again. When you find yourself... In a season that's not the season that you wanted to be in, it is so tempting for us to look backwards at the season that we were in and we start romanticizing it. The season grows in our minds and we're like, man, I love that season. And we start to fall out of love or we start to, we start to resent the season that we're in right now. We become bitter when we should be embracing. We become filled with fear when we should be looking to see what the Lord is doing, when, when, when we were in a season that we're enjoying and now we're in a season that we're not enjoying, another temptation is that we take just too long to accept that we're not in the season that we were in anymore. We just, we just kind of like spend our time pining for that season, desiring that season, when what's really needed of us is just to accept the fact that it's different. Or we're in a season now, looking back at the season that we were in, And what we're wishing for is that God would somehow allow us to go back. I can't wait for us to go back. I can't wait for everything to be the way that it was. And we're filled with regret rather than we should be embracing the thing that God is doing now. But here's the truth about seasons. Because when radical seasons, changes of seasons happen to us, that has the habit in our lives of bringing distortion. We can be seeing things, but not for the way that we should be seeing them. We're seeing them the way that our distorted perspective allows us to see them. And what happens is we look at the season that we were in and we think it's better than it really was. We look at the season that we're now in and our lens makes it harder than it really is. We look at the season that we will be in and it appears more distant than it really is. We're looking backwards and thinking that was better. We're looking in today and saying, well, this is just absolutely hard, it's difficult, it's overwhelming and we look at the future and we say, well that feels to me like it's a million miles away and in our lives this is never harder than when you're in a season right now and it's longer than you want. When you're looking backwards and going, man where I was just seemed to be so easy, and this season seems to be so tough, you know, before before I got married, everything was easy for me and now I'm having to work through all of these issues. Or before I had children, I could sleep all night and now my sleep is distorted. Or before COVID, the world was easy and now it's all in turmoil. When I was in my 30s, this is John now, when I was in my 30s, I was the young pastor with the fast-growing church. Everybody likes to sample youth and sample rapid movement. And although our church is growing faster now than it ever was before, you know, this was easy for me. And then when I turned 40, God said to me, I'm changing your season. I want you to be a father now. And I was like, no, God, I want to be the young pastor with the fast growing church. And God's like, wake up, Cameron. You're 40, you're not young anymore. I want you to be a father. And I began to realize that the truth was my 30s did look better. But in my 30s, I was coasting on what I'd sown in my 20s and now I got to reap in my 30s. But in my 40s, God was saying, you're not coasting anymore. You're not reaping anymore. I'm taking you back to school and I'm going to grow you because not only are you now in a season that maybe you don't want to be in, but one day you will be in a season that's greater than you could ever imagine in your life. And in our life right now, I have the feeling like there are just a lot of people who feel like Israel. You've been jerked, dragged, cajoled. You've been incarcerated and forced into a season in your life right now that you don't want to be in. And right now in this season that you're now in, it just looks hard. And everything is difficult, but God is trying to say to you and I, my friend, that we're not going to get to where He wants us to go in life by just saying, now this is tough and I want to get out of it. But God is saying, hang on a minute, you're going to be here for 70 years. Now, I'm not (laughs) meaning that in a literal term. I'm meaning you might be in a season that you don't want to be in, but the grand temptation, and this is what Israel faces their temptation too, was they were, they were listening to every whispering ear they could find telling them, this is gonna be over fast. Everything's gonna to return to normal. Don't, don't really get into the season. It's all gonna be over quick. In verse seven, sorry, in verse eight, God literally speaks through Jeremiah and he says, don't listen to your prophets or your fortune tellers who are trying to trick you. They're trying to say it's all gonna be over soon, but don't go for that. You need to get into the season that you're in now. You need to embrace the moment that you're living in because you're going to be here for 70 years, God said. You're going to be in the season for a while and know this about God, that when God works in our lives, sometimes what He's trying to get us to understand is that a lengthy middle doesn't change His nature, that a delay doesn't change on the path, a delay on the path, doesn't change God's plan. But in fact, how we handle now, how we handle in our lives this season, where there is denial and delay and frustration and and adversity and difficulty might be the very decider of what happens when the season is over. And let me tell you about this. We need to get it clear. If we're looking back at the season that we were in and we're hoping that it's all gonna end and we're gonna get to go back there real quick, then hear the Word of the Lord. No, we're not going back quick. If we've moved pages in our lives, if we've moved into a new season, then God is saying, in fact, God went to great lengths to say, you're not going back. You're in a new season now, but I can bless you in that season. I'm with you in that season. And my promise is over you in this season like it's never been over you before. God opens our eyes to see the reality of every season. He wants us to know, you've got to have a longer view of my purpose than just a few days, weeks, or even years. You've got to have a greater understanding of what I can do in the middle of your seasons of life than just having every circumstance around you easy. Easy. And for Israel, in the middle of their darkest night, they get this prophecy about a season that was longer than they wanted. And for us in the middle of this COVID season, I feel like it's great for us to dive into it because God is very specific. And I want you to hear some specific things that God said. Firstly, God gives them some instructions. And then at the end, He just gives them a massive sense of hope and a future and a promise about what is to come. And so why don't you dive into with me and let's take a look at what He said. He said, this is what God says. And the very first thing that God said to them is in verse five. He said, build homes and plan to stay. Build homes and plan to stay. God is literally saying, guys, this thing is not gonna be over quickly. So strap your seatbelt and get comfortable. Own the season that you're now in. Own the season that you're now in. Okay, you've been sent into exile. Everybody's living in just a little pup tent. So build yourselves a home because you can easily live in a home that you built or in a bivouac for the next 70 years, God's saying, this is your new season. And one of the things that God wants us to understand about this world that we're living in right now is that this is the new season. So we need to own it. We need to make the most of it. We need to get into it because as much as we'd like it all to go back, this is the reality that we're living with now. And sometimes that season is longer than you want. In the second half of verse 5, He said to them, plant gardens and eat the fruit that they produce. Okay, this is powerful. God's literally saying to them, He's saying, I want you to plant a garden. He's saying, you could easily look at this season and saying, this is not a season for sowing because I'm not going to be here long enough for there to be a reaping. And God is saying quite the opposite. What you do in this season is going to impact how you are in this season. He's saying you can suffer or you can be blessed and that choice is going to be up to you. You can produce a harvest in this place, even though you don't want to be here, or you can languish in this place because you refuse to accept that you are here. God was saying to them, this might not be where you want to be. This might not be what we thought 2020 was gonna look like for us in our lives. But know this, even though it's counter to our dreams, even though it's different to our plans, God is saying over us, I can bless you right where you are. Sow that you might reap. Invest that you might see a harvest. Know that I'm with you in every season of your life. In verse six, God goes on and this is what He said. He said, multiply, exclamation mark. Do not dwindle away. Exclamation mark! God is saying, in seasons where we don't want to be in the season that we're in, it's easy for us to forsake the things that are going to cause us to come out of the season better than the way that we went into it. And He's saying, what you do in this season that you're in now is going to determine your next season. God's saying, hey, Israel, you need to have a lot of kids, a lot of grandchildren, because one day... I'm going to take you back to where you were and you're going to need more than just a dwindled down remnant if you're going to repossess the land and step into your new season of opportunity. And listen, in the middle of this COVID crisis, what God's saying to us is He's saying, the seeds you sow now, the investment that you make now is going to determine what's going to happen when we come out of this crisis on the other side. What we do now when we don't feel like it is going to determine what we can do when we do feel like it. There is a there is a discipline mandate from God. There is a, there is a focus mandate from God. There is over our lives, and I feel like I might even be just prophesying right now, but there is uh, ask from heaven that you and I would do the things that we don't feel like doing right now. Because if we would draw closer to God. If we would invest in our health, if we would choose to be optimistic in the face of overwhelming societal pessimism, if we would would invest in our future and invest in our lives, then friends, one day we're going to come out of the season that we don't want to be in. If you're right now in the middle of conflict in your relationships, invest in your relationships. Don't pine for a time before the relationship or try to find a way of absconding. I'm reading in the papers every day, divorce, 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 divorce because of the COVID crisis. You might be in a season that you don't want to be in, but if you'll focus and not dwindle away and not emotionally withhold and not pull back, I promise you. And by the way, life groups this month are going to help you to cure these problems that are in these relationships. But let me just tell you, I'm prophesying. You're going to be one day in a better place than you're in right now. So invest and draw closer and don't dwindle. Multiply, sow and do the right things because one day God is going to bring you out. And then at the end of this passage, we're about to read one of the most well-known verses in all of the Bible. I've preached on the Scripture a thousand times, but I want you to hear it. What we're about to read right now is God speaking to His people, after a grand announcement, you're gonna be in this season longer than you want. This is what He said. You'll be in Babylon for 70 years. It's gonna be hard. Not every day is gonna be easy. There's gonna be some challenge. Not every day is gonna be what you want. But then, But then I will come and do for you all the good things that I have promised. Friends, hear this, the promise of God is still over you. God's God's potential is still with you. It doesn't matter what's happening in global markets or surroundings or the pressures that we're facing now or the radical change of season that we might be trying to adjust to in our hearts, know this, that all the good things God said He would do are still over you. God still has a plan. And He's one of the most famous Scriptures in all of the Bible. Four, I know the plans I have for you, says God. Plans for good and not for disaster. Plans to give you a future and a hope And God's saying, that's my will over you. That's my declaration. You might be in a season that's longer than you want, but my whole desire is your future, your promise, your potential. He said in verse 13, look for me wholeheartedly. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you. And here is the word of the Lord I want to leave you with today. In the middle of that season, where they've been dragged from one season to a captive season, where God is saying to them, The season is longer than you want. God said to them about it, and I want you to hear it. No matter what the trial is you're facing, no matter what difficulty might come your way, no matter when you might need to bank this message for a season in your life that you're in that is longer than you want, hear this. I will end your captivity, God said. To a people who have been told you're going to be here for 70 years, God said, and you know what? What I'm telling you is starting. I'm telling you it's going to end. What's beginning now in your life, it's going to cease in your life and difficulty is going to be replaced by rejoicing and a season of setback is gonna be replaced by a season of blessing. God said, I will end your captivity. And here's the second half. He said, I will restore your fortunes. I will restore your fortunes. I will bless you again and good things are around the corner. So what do you do? when you're in a season that is longer than you want. You don't hide your head in the sand. You don't ignore the new reality. You don't pine for what you had. You adapt as fast as you can. You accept that this may be a season that's longer than I want. You do the right things now. You embrace the season. You build a home for the season. I'm not making it my identity but I'm making sure I'm ready. I'm owning the season that I'm in. I'm sowing in the season. I'm I'm doing my best to multiply and not dwindle in the season. I'm not gonna be victim of atrophy during the season. I'm gonna get the best that I can, because one day God's gonna take me into, not the season that I was in, but into the season that I will be in, because He's got greater things in store. For all that is to come. Let me pray for you today. And I honestly believe the Holy Spirit is just gonna touch lives. In fact, I just see people right now just picking up pads and paper, maybe during this message or maybe after it. But you receive this prayer because people right now are gonna start writing down this is what I need to do. This is my new season mandate. This season might be longer than I want. So I'm gonna get busy in this season so that I can be blessed coming out of the season. Let me pray for You. Father, in the mighty Name of Jesus, I pray over every person. Come by the power of Your Holy Spirit. Arrest our hearts, awaken us. Cause us to see Your truth, Your reality, Your love, Your power that is at work, Lord, always in our lives. We know that You are capable and able. God, what's happening in our lives right now, it's not what we wanted. For so many people, this is not the season that we wanted. You're the God of seasons. You're greater than the seasons. Lord, you decreed that there would be a time for everything under heaven. There is summer, there is winter, there is cold, there is heat. But God, we know that even though we may be in seasons in our lives that we really don't wanna be in and the longer than we want, that you work in the season, that your promise is sure, no matter what the time, place or season. And I declare over your people, your blessing, your potential and your hope in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and Pastor John Cameron, visit arisechurch.com or connect with us on Instagram at arisechurch and at johncameronnz.